Our scripture reading today comes from Luke 19, 1 through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see Jesus, who Jesus was. Sorry, can I start again? Sorry. Our scripture reading today comes from Luke 19, 1 through 10. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not see because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and came and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he was also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to talk to you from the topic, An Unexpected Day, from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Have you ever had something unexpected happen to you, such as maybe an unexpected opportunity that came about, or an unexpected flat tire on your car, or maybe you had an unexpected call from someone that you haven't talked to in quite some time, or maybe you had an unexpected loss of life recently, or maybe you have had an unexpected repair that, that was needed on your home, or maybe there was, for those of you who were taking a test, you had an unexpected A on your test, or maybe you received an unexpected gift, or how about have you ever had someone pay a bill for you unexpectedly? An unexpected day is, can cause either a heartache or joy in your life. In Luke chapter 19, we're going to peer into the life of a man named Zacchaeus who encountered the unexpected and yet it changed his life. Let's pray together just for a moment. Father, would you take this time and utilize your word to encourage the bodies of believers here at Christ Community. God, would you take this text in Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10, and illuminate it in such a way that we get encouraged in our relationship with you on this day. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been studying the book of Luke that gives a theological biography of Jesus. You've been hearing this term that your pastor's been using called the kingdom. And I want to use a definition that uh, for the kingdom that was given by Dr. Tony Evans, president of the Urban Alternative and the pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. This is what he says when he describes the kingdom. He says the kingdom is the visible manifestation of the comprehensive rule of God over every area of life. Simply put, the kingdom of Jesus is Jesus reign over every square inch of our life every area of our planet and the universe in which God has created. 
Last week, you saw a kingdom figure in Jesus who healed the blindness of a man outside of the streets of Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. He's going to Jerusalem to be crowned king, but not in the same way that everyone expects. It is noted, too, in Luke chapter 19 that Luke begins to climax the ministry of Jesus on this earth. And these last narratives are imperative for you and I to understand salvation and the discipleship process that God calls us to. I want to give you three observations of the text today. First of all, we're going to look at Zacchaeus, the tax collector, and then we're going to look at Zacchaeus, who enters or an encounter with the Christ. And thirdly, we want to look at Zacchaeus, the new creation. Now, my Jewish friend would tell us that the, the correct pronunciation for Zacchaeus is Zacchaeus. But because of our own English terminology, we're going to stick with Zacchaeus today. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, in verse 1, the Bible says Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Jesus was passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem when they, for the events of the Holy Week because they were starting to unfold. Many, many Jews from Galilee were passing through Jericho on that day on their way to observe the Passover in Jerusalem. Verse 2 tells us that a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and he was wealthy. The Bible tells us, first and foremost, that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, which means that he had a position that was higher than Matthew, who was following Jesus as his disciple. Israel was under the control of, of the Roman Empire during this time. People in Israel didn't like the fact that here they are as a free nation. Now they're being subjugated underneath Roman authority and Roman rule. And because tax collectors had worked for the Roman government, they were key when it came to the Jewish community to appoint Jewish tax collectors for the Jewish community. This always was a constant reminder to Israel that they were under the authority of a foreign government. Jericho was uniquely situated. It was the gateway into Roman territory. And so a major tax collection site was set up there. That, that's what explains why Zacchaeus was so wealthy. The system of taxation was called tax farming. Rome would set a standard amount of taxes to be collected. And then what would happen was that the the tax collector would prepay Rome for their taxes, and then they would go out collecting taxes as well as adding a commission to the taxes that were already allotted. This really drove the people of Israel and made them irate at tax collectors. These commissions, though they were regulated, they did, and they had a, a regulation on the assessment of the value which tax collectors could actually collect for, Tax collection would also allow these things to be easily abused. As a matter of fact, they would order uh, this prepaid tax, and then they would accumulate their wealth by charging exorbitant interest rates, particularly on land. And because of this, this allowed the tax collectors to not only 
utilize taxes as a form of oppression upon the people, and particularly the farmers, but also their greed allowed them to gain this unnecessary wealth. And this made the people of Israel angry and irate at tax collectors. Zacchaeus is exactly the person that is despised by the people because of his oppressive tactics and because of his greed. Matter of fact, rabbis considered the homes of tax collectors to be unclean because of these types of practices that tax collectors would use on his people. And of course, for a person like Zacchaeus, who was a Jew, the Jews saw this as an exact betrayal of their community. In verse 3, we find that the text says he wanted to see Jesus or who Jesus was. That's interesting. We're not told why Zacchaeus had an interest in seeing Jesus. Maybe he heard about the blind man who was just healed by Jesus' miraculous touch. Maybe he heard how uh, Jesus' teachings provoked the thoughts and the hearts of people. There was something about Jesus that drew Zacchaeus' attention to wanting to see him. And he does something that's uniquely different uh, that we have yet to encounter in this text. This is what happens. Where this, he describes who Zacchaeus is, not just a tax collector, but verse 3 says he was short. And because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. I'm going to refrain from some of my short jokes right now. But the fact that Zacchaeus was short should not even um, be a problem for a man of his wealth. Any individual who is wealthy at this time, it would be easy for the crowd to part ways and open up so that the wealthy would be able to enter through, but not Zacchaeus. Nobody's going to make this hated traitor um, way for this hated traitor. As a matter of fact, it would be dangerous for Zacchaeus to even go into a crowd at this time, knowing that he's despised by so many individuals. So verse four says that Zacchaeus takes a different alternative. He ran, so he ran ahead, verse four, and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus, since Jesus was coming that way. I got a quick question. How do you respond when you face obstacles in life? In other words, how do you respond when there are obstacles in front of you that you can't see over? Zacchaeus, he breaks all social codes by doing two things. First thing he does is he runs. A wealthy man runs. And secondly, he climbs a tree. These social norms wouldn't have been viewed by any person of wealth. But for Zacchaeus, he does something that is totally different in order to see Jesus. Maybe you can relate to this. I remember when we was at the former Sprint Center and I was there for the three-on-three -three tournament that was to take place with former NBA greats. Uh, as we were sitting there, I was right next to the, the tunnel. And so somebody yelled out, there's Dr. J, Julius Irving. 
So I jumped out of my seat and I ran over towards the gate that was set up there near the tunnel. And yes, it was not my finest moment. I knocked over a few kids. I, I, I bumped a few adults. But I had to see Julius Dr. J. Irving. And not only did I see Julius Irving, I got a chance to see Lisa Leslie, Clyde Drexler, Gary Payton, George the Iceman Gervin. These are NBA greats. And because of them, the, how, the type of plays they were, because of how great they were, I needed to see them. Since I was already in the stadium, since I was already able to be close enough, I peered my way to be able to see these NBA greats. And though it wasn't my finest moments because it cost a few kids getting knocked down, I wanted and I was determined to get a better look at these NBA greats. Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus climbs a sycamore fig tree because it has low limbs for him to climb and it was dense enough with the leaves where he could partially even hide himself. Is there something about Jesus that takes you out of your own comfort, out of your or interrupt your own normal flow of life just so you can get close to him? Is there something about Jesus that draws you to do the unordinary? Zacchaeus climbs a fig tree to get a better view of Jesus. What are you willing to do to get a better view of Jesus? The second observation I like to make is that Zacchaeus encounters the Christ. Verse five, when Jesus had reached the spot where Zacchaeus was, he looked up. As Jesus looked up, there is a New Testament scholar, Bailey, in his book, Jesus Through the Middle Eastern Eyes. He explains that uh, this is what the crowd would expect Jesus to say when he saw Zacchaeus. He said, Zacchaeus, Jesus would respond by saying, Zacchaeus, you are a collaborator. You are an oppressor of these good people. You have drained the economic lifeblood of your people and you have given it to the imperialists. You have betrayed your country and you betrayed your God. This community hatred of you is fully justified, Zacchaeus. You must quit. You must repent. You must journey to Jerusalem for full ceremonial purification. Return back to Jericho and apply yourself to keeping the law. If you're willing to do these things on my next trip to Jericho, I will enter your newly purified house and offer my congratulations to you. That's what Bailey says the crowd may have expected. That's what, what, that's what a liberating Messiah who has come to proclaim good news to the poor must do to someone like Zacchaeus. But this Jesus is a different kind of king. This Jesus is a different kind of king of a different kind of kingdom. The unexpected now happens. He says to him, 
Zacchaeus, come down immediately, for I must stay at your house today. I want you to notice something just for a moment. Jesus, Jesus not only notices Zacchaeus, but he calls him by name, even though they never, ever met before. Not only that, but Zacchaeus, by his very definition, his name means justified or righteous one. That even though his name did not attach his actions to it, Jesus recognizes him. Jesus knows Zacchaeus' name before they're even introduced. And this is the same Jesus that knows your name, the same Jesus that knows my name. Jesus knows our person. Jesus knows our purpose. Jesus knows our sin. Jesus knows our shame. And Jesus still wants to be with us. Bailey once again put it in this way. He says, Jesus neither endorses the oppression nor does he ostracize the oppressor. Instead, he loves him. This is hard. That Jesus says no matter what your status is in life, he's always looking for you. Isn't that amazing? That here's a man that deserves to be despised. And Jesus does it. Instead, Jesus says, I want to come to your house. Here's a man who was hated in his community. And instead, Jesus extends a form of love and a display of affection towards him. Notice Zacchaeus' response to Jesus' request to come down. Verse 6. So he came down at once, and he welcomed him gladly. When Zacchaeus started his day, he did not expect to be hosting Jesus in his home. But when Jesus sees you, and when Jesus sees him, there's a joyful reception that begins to take place and joy becomes that inevitable result. How do you respond when an unexpected guest wants to come to your house? Do you apologize for the mess? Do you keep them in a certain room or in a certain place? Or do you give them freedom to walk around? What would happen if Jesus on an unexpected day wanted to come to your house, would he have freedom to walk around? Would you tell him to make himself at home? Do you take him on a tour of your house? Or are there, or are there things that you would not want him to see? Zacchaeus just wants to see Jesus, but Jesus wants to be his guest. Jesus wants to come to his house. Why? Because your house is a place where you do life. The house is a place that you habitat. The house is a place where you gather. 
The house is your place of rest. It's a place of comfort. It's a place of fellowship. And Jesus wanted to come to his house because it's reflective and representative of his life. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible says from the lips of Jesus, he says, here I am. I stand at the door and I, I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and I will eat with him and he with me. If you haven't experienced that kind of joyful reception of Jesus, it's not because he hasn't seen you. It's because you haven't seen him yet. He wants to be there, knocking at the door of our house, our hearts, waiting to love us, waiting for you to welcome him so that he can extend forgiveness, wanting to come into your home because when he comes into your home life takes a different turn the crowd is appalled by Jesus decision to go to Zacchaeus house and verse 7 tells us that all the people saw this and they began to mutter he has gone to the guest gone to be a guest of a sinner Jesus knew that if he went into Zacchaeus' home, even before the Passover, that he would be deemed unclean. In other words, he would be viewed as one who shared in Zacchaeus' sin. But Jesus was not going to do a walk-by on Zacchaeus, just like he will never do a walk-by on us. He wanted to show Zacchaeus that the deepest wealth a man can have is with a relationship with him. The crowd didn't understand why would Jesus go to the house of a known sinner? But Paul reiterates this in Romans chapter 2, verse 11, where he helps us to see that Jesus shows no favoritism. He shows no favoritism towards the rich. He shows no favoritism towards the poor. He shows no favoritism towards those who do evil. He shows no favoritism to those who do good. When Jesus comes to a person's house, you will never ever be the same. Not only was Zacchaeus a tax collector, not only did Zacchaeus encounter the Christ, but thirdly, Zacchaeus became a new creation. Verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus makes a public declaration, which was, a, which was in that day a form of repentance, not just a confession. In Exodus chapter 22 and Leviticus chapter 6, it declares that when someone steals something from another, they must replace it and they must replace it with interest. So rather than Zacchaeus, or rather not if Zacchaeus could actually pay back what he owed, or rather he not that he can truly give half of his wealth to the poor, that's not the point. Not completely. 
fact of the matter is that Zacchaeus was willing to take action after his repentance. He was willing to take action after his repentance from his sin. Why? Because when Jesus provides outrageous love and outrageous grace to a person, it leads them to a radical repentance. It leads them to a change of heart. It even leads them to a change of mind. And I'm about to show you that in a moment. Verse nine, Jesus said to him today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. As a result, Zacchaeus goes from being a tax collector to all of a sudden becoming a philanthropist. He, he, become, he moves from being a sinner now to being one who has been saved from his sins. He moves from being lost, not knowing Jesus, to being found, knowing who he is in full relationship. He moves from being wealthy to now having wealth in his relationship with the Lord. See, when Jesus sees Zacchaeus' response based upon his own faith, he declares Zacchaeus to be a part of the true family of God because of his faith. He too, Jesus declared, is now a son of Abraham. He too now belongs to the family of God. Jesus restores Zacchaeus to the community of faith, just like he did with the blind man. If you think that your life is so messed up that Jesus would never ever associate with me, I got good news. See over there by the Hope Center, we have a community of individuals that feel like they've done certain things that it's not possible for Jesus to want to have a relationship with them. They will share in their own public testimony that I can't do the Jesus thing because you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've committed. You don't know how low I've gone. And I tell them, you know, I got good news for you. That you can't get so low that Jesus can't find you and bring you up. That's why in verse 10, he says, for the son of man came to this earth to seek and to save the lost. See, on any unexpected day, when you encounter Christ, he will radically change your life no matter what condition you declare yourself to be in. On that unexpected day, Zacchaeus truly became a new man. On that particular day, the power of the Messiah transformed his life and moved him to different action. See, our nation today needs to see the transformative work of God in the life of God's people. They don't need to see us accommodate their actions or their feelings. 
They don't need to see us assimilate to their actions or to their feelings. What they need is to see some transformed people doing some transformed things. The the transformative work of our Lord Jesus Christ in the life of his followers will show how we act justly in unjust situations. The transformative work of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the relationship and the power of God causes us to recognize and to repent from sin. We don't call sin a bad habit or or a mistake. We call it sin and we repent from it. A transformed individual, a transformed follower of Christ addresses racism and sexism. It doesn't excuse it to the the public public or define it as this is how the culture is. But uses this prophetic voice. A transformed person shows how we live out oneness and forgiveness. A transformed person shows and displays a difference in how we think because we think with a renewed mind and not a conformed mind. A transformed life displays how we, as followers of Christ, live as peacemakers on this earth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Anyone who believes in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. See, this is what has happened to Zacchaeus on that unexpected day when he encountered Jesus and decided that he would repent and follow him. Get get this. Not only did he decide that he would repent, but he was willing to deal with his sin with the people. He was willing to repay what he owed. He was willing to give up his wealth for another. On an unexpected day. A tax collector became a part of the kingdom of God, and he was changed from the inside out. Saints, that's what happens when Jesus comes into your life. You're changed from the inside out. The word of God sanitizes our history. In other words, who we once was before we knew Jesus. Once we come to know Jesus, we our ideas, our thoughts, the things that we once have done in our past, All those things are now done away with. They're gone. They're no longer held hostage to them. The word of God now sanitizes our thoughts, our minds, our actions, our attitudes. And now we begin to see people the way Jesus sees them. Now we begin to see the world from the lens of God's word and not from the history of our homes. If you're here today, I encourage you to invite Jesus Christ into your house. And if you do that, I promise you, he would do the unexpected. When Jesus comes to a person's house, he doesn't come because it's in a certain condition. He's not even asking you to clean up your house before he arrives. When Jesus comes to your house, What he wants to do is make himself at home because he knows when he gets there. And if you truly open the door of your house, your house, which is your heart, 
he would radically do something inside of it that you've never experienced before. Jesus has come and he's here today in the life of the believer right now. And he comes so that you and I can have fellowship with him in his house. We do that around a symbol called communion. Let us prepare in our hearts to receive him now. Father, thank you so much for this time you've granted to us. And Lord God, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ today that, Father, as they hear the text in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, not only on the life of a hated individual as Zacchaeus, and not only was he hated because he was wealthy, he was hated because he how he got his wealth. He was hated because of his betrayal. Zacchaeus, who encounters Christ, who comes to his home and radically changes his life. Father, we pray that for those who don't know you today. And for those who do, we pray they will have a fresh encounter with you on this day. For us in Jesus' name we pray. And the saints say, Amen.